0: Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now, here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm Reed, joined by my lovely and not very organized today wife, Ms. (laughs) Southern (laughs) Michelle. (laughs) <laughs> I am super organized. You don't I even feel like realize was technical was... difficulty you got your paperwork there. Is that all the good notes we're going to talk about today? Yeah, it is. What are we talking about? Are we going to talk about uh,
1: kick it off. We're going to talk about that brisket Ooh. on the pellet grill. And that
0: thing was so good.
1: It I, was
0: good. We I, I, I touched on that last week about how good it was, mm. but now the video's out. The editing was editing tough on it. It was because it was such a long. It took no. I mean, a long time to cook that. When I was over sixteen hour cook.
1: Yeah, it was a long cook, but the only thing that was kind of even challenging was putting together the trim, because it's hard to show the trim in a small amount of time, you know? Yeah,
0: because, it I mean, it does take a little bit. It, yeah. In the video, it makes it look like I just whipped whipped it right off, but, yeah. I mean, just taking the silver skin off the top, I take the time and try to get most of that off, and, it, you know, that's several minutes, and then trimming the fat, and getting it all shaped up right, I mean, it's... It's not hard to do, but slow down and take your time doing it. That's the main thing. Because if you you try to trim a brisket fast, you'll screw one up. Or at least I've screwed plenty of them up.
1: So let's start off by talking about where you got the actual brisket itself.
0: So that one, I was strolling through super low (laughs) because I can't take it anymore. I broke quarantine, and I have found that, you know, some grocery stores do do have still have meat. Now the prices have went up. Was I was in super low? Like this was, was that two weeks ago when we yeah, bought you, that. It was before they cried started crying meat shortage. And We I was cooked
1: just, it last week, and you had bought it the week before. Yeah. So two we weeks might ago. have cooked
0: it. Yeah, two. Yeah.
1: We cooked it last
0: week. Okay, it's, the days have run together, but <laughs> I was in super low, which is a local grocery store chain. They sell certified Angus beef. It's one you know. It's on the front door of the store, and you go in, you can find it there. There's not many grocery store chains around our parts that sell it. Yeah. But Super Low it is a family-owned chain. I think they have you know a ten or so stores. I don't know how many they have in the mid South, Memphis area. But South Haven's closest one to us, and it's it's only about fifteen minute, fifteen twenty minute drive. So I go there and look for meat because I love Certified Angus Beef. If I'm getting it from the grocery store, I'd look for that first. And lo and behold, there was this um, big. Thick brisket laying there. They only had like three of them. And I just looked at it and I was like, man, that thing, the flat on it's thick all the way across. And when I see a brisket, brisket like that, I pick it up. And then I picked it up and it felt good. And I was like, dang, you know, I'm getting this brisket. It was only 63 bucks I was like, well, you know, I paid a lot more than that for a certified Angus beef brisket. All so, right,
1: yeah. So, what do you So, at? I got
0: it. And I didn't have any intention on really, you know, trying to do a video. Um, I was just, I angle pass up a good deal. It would set in the freezer <laughs> if I wanted it to, you know. <laughs> That's so the way it, when
1: you say it felt good, explain that um, a little bit. It was
0: kind of loose, like yeah. you know, you could tell that it, it started to break down. That's what I look for in brisket: some some wet aging in the cryvac. And so that just means that the the I guess the protein's starting to break down some. Yeah. I mean, it's you know, it's going towards bad, going towards spoilage. But this, you know, this chemical reactions happen. Bacteria starts working on it. It's not loosens it up. It's not foliage. bad. Yeah, that's just how that's what happens to meat. Yeah, and that's what it, aging does to yeah. it. Whether it's wet aged or dry aged, there it's that meat breaking down, and so, so when you
1: pick it up in the middle, it kind of
0: start to sag. It's not stiff anymore. Yeah. If it's real stiff, that means they just packed it, like it came off the production line. They put it in a box and then hit the store. And if you if you happen to see uh, meat by the case, every every case of it will have a pack date, like the day that it was
1: and everything in processed that
0: and packed. packed. Yeah, and so you know, like especially in brisket, you can go. I like to go 30 to 45 days. I've heard of some people going up as much as 60 in the cryvac wet in a good cold refrigerator. But 30 days is ideal for me, you know, and that's when I had no idea what this one was. I didn't see a pack date on it. Yeah. I could just tell by feeling on it that it looked good. It still had good coloring, uh, had some decent fat on bottom. The, you know, the, the flat was uniform thickness and it started, it was feeling kind of soft. I was like, look, oh, this is brisket's for me. <laughs> and then I so I brought it home. I bought some and other you only stuff paid that like day
1: sixty something bucks, sixty three bucks. Yeah.
0: And so I, I brought it home and told you, look, I got a brisket. we we'll to put it in the freezer you know, and cook it later. And I was already doing because I also found a certified Angus beef uh, tenderloin, beef tenderloin, and that's what we did that week for the video yeah, last week. And then I said, well, you know, I might do this brisket for Fourth of July or whatever. But I'll put it in the freezer or you know and freeze it and instead of doing that. You said, well, why don't we just go ahead and do it and we'll have it on deck for Memorial Day? Yeah. I didn't really have anything planned for Memorial Day. I knew we were going to cook a whole hog and we thought we might get that out for Memorial Day. But since the hog, you know, we threw the brisket in there, I so said, we'll just release the brisket on a pellet grill. I've been wanting to cook one low and slow on a pellet grill for a while, ever since we went to Matt's and he was talking, Matt Pittman's at yeah. Meat Church, and he was talking about how he cooks them super low, you know, for a long time at first, lets it really get that bark on it. That's how you're kind of cheating a pellet grill and getting it to turn into some authentic, you know, stick burner style brisket by starting it out super low. And that's what a lot of people don't do on them. Yeah. You know, and a lot of these older pellet grills used to just have like smoke and cook or whatever. They, they didn't have a, you know, a dial where you could dial in the temperature. It was just a knob you would turn. <laughs> and so people were cooking on them slow when the first, you know, people yeah. first started cooking on pellet grills for smoking. But, um, what happens is people start getting short of time, they're not patient, they want to crank it up and finish it, and then the brisket don't turn out as good.
1: Yeah.
0: And to me, low and slow meat beats hot and fast meat all day long. Oh, yeah. Now, I'm not saying you can't win with hot and fast stuff at contests, but when it comes to the overall eating experience of a piece of meat, like enjoyment, I think the low and slow wins out hands down. I mean, I can, find, me I can the- cook some hot and fast stuff and get some good... Fine pieces off of it. Yeah. But as a whole, it's not near as good as something that just slowly comes up through and renders and you've told gets me that, that ribs seem cream. to
1: do better and the fat renders better at a higher temp.
0: Well, yeah, but I'm not talking about three fifty either. I'm talking about, you know, two seventy five. Yeah. There's certain things, you know, thinner cuts to me are better cut cotton fast too. I mean it's if chickens better a little hotter. But for mm-hmm. the big cuts primarily is what I'm talking about.
1: Gotcha. Got Butt, you gotcha.
0: shoulders, brisket, you know, big cuts of meat.
1: You can't beat Chuck it. Chuck roast. Yeah.
0: But well, are I like them low and slow. I really do. I really do. Hands down. And so that was what this recipe was all about. Yeah. Or experiment you, or whatever you want to yeah. call it.
1: Can you get? Can the you get smoke ring and the bark on a pellet grill?
0: Just yeah. That's that'll rival a, a stick burner or any other type of pit that you know traditional brisket cooking machine.
1: Well, tell me this. this you Kind of jumping ahead. Flavor wise.
0: Flavor wise, it was phenomenal. And all I, all was I did was it better
1: than your stick burner brisket.
0: It was as good, yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely. Is anything I cooked on Jambo? I mean, any any it, it flavor wise, uh, the whole way around, it was as good. It was good. I wouldn't be scared. I I told you I after to see we did it side
1: by side to really make a call. Yeah, uh,
0: it, it maybe so. It yeah. maybe it's because I hadn't had brisket in a long time. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm not. It was excellent. It wasn't like it was enough for me to be
0: like, huh. You could turn this in. That's exactly yeah. what we said. It was like, man, with a few tweaks, we could do a comp brisket like that. You but know, you ain't got that much time. I mean, who's spending sixteen plus hours? I mean, I guess you're easy. there that long, but put it on there and let it go.
1: You couldn't. To, it would. You'd, you'd have to dedicate one
0: pellet grill for that. I guess. Well, the time you
1: get meat inspection on Friday at let's say nine a.m.
0: Yeah, you could do it. You would. You could do it. Mm, yeah, it. you could definitely do it.
1: You'd be cutting it close. You,
0: I mean, just thinking. So you need 16 hours. Trim if you it, had it on.
1: Season it. Well, you show up had, with if it. If
0: you know. had it on by three, I mean, three and then, yeah, you could do it. You could do it easy. You got 24 hours. That's from, true. You know, if you, just say you put it on That's noon, true. you got 24 hours till first turn in start. So and there, there's time, but nobody at the comp wants to do that anymore. Uh uh-uh. It's about no, setting up, put- getting some sleep, and then getting up that morning and firing <laughs> up and cooking everything. Everybody's you know, from 4.30 a.m. on. Yeah. We still do our briskets slower overnight. We usually put them on around 11 or 12 and yeah. then slow cook them at first and then wrap them and then let the old hickory roll. Hey, that brisket was every bit as good as old hickory brisket too. Yeah. I thought so. No, I didn't inject it. I didn't do anything fancy. It didn't so put nothing you, in the wrap. It was just two start, seasonings. How
1: do you decide what to season it with?
0: Well, I, like, I know what I like on beef. Yeah. I, I mean, I like my hot rub on beef because it's more peppery, doesn't have as much sugar, and then the TX gives it crunch. I mean, steak rub would have been fine on it too. Yeah. But those two combos, as simple as it gets. And you could use any seasoning you want. I just stay away from sweet stuff, I think, on beef. A little is okay, but you don't want to coat it in the same amount of rub you would put on a, a butt with sweet, you know. Yeah. I wouldn't put just – I. I you know, we used to put the barbecue rub all over briskets, and you know, I, think the, I think the hot – is better on a brisket, than you oh, know, because it still gives it the same color. It just don't have the sweetness. It's got more savoriness, more yep. heat.
1: Yeah. Um, but you do change it up
0: a bit. I do. I mean, the cook, you mean?
1: The seasoning.
0: Oh, yeah. From what I do, what? Like a comp cook or something? I'm just saying you've got a lot of brisket recipes and they all <laughs> have different yeah, I mean, there's one way to skin a <of> cat. <laughs> Salt and pepper is hard to beat on one. You know, straight TX. Or, you know, you could run APE, a little D-barbecue rub, a little steak rub. Yeah, yeah. You could, you could definitely run do APE. Yeah, Oops. I mean, that'd be good. That's uh, what I do at comps. I mean, that was my comp brisket forever. Yeah. Layer AP, some Layer, steak, and some yeah. a, and then some regular D-barbecue rub. Not heavy, just enough to give it some color. And then put steak all over the top of it for texture. And that's what gives it the bark. But now that I got the TX, I'll probably switch to that. So it's comps start back. I'm probably just going to run this hot in TX. I like the combo, and I'll shoot it, it up good. with some butchers.
1: Well, um, so I collected a bunch of questions that people had left on the video. Well, we didn't. And, um... We
0: didn't finish talking about it. So then comes the cook. I got it yeah, trimmed. I got it seasoned. It, I
1: was going to ask you as we went through it.
0: Okay, that's cool. Yeah, I'm down with that. I like questions.
1: So somebody asked: Is it truth to the myth that you should only season with salt first, since that's the only seasoning that will penetrate, if you're going to just let it sit?
0: I don't think so. I like getting all my seasons on there. It kind of blends in, and you, can, you mean, yes, yeah, salt probably does more work. Salt and sugar do more work on the outside, but as that thing's pulling moisture out and opening up the meat, the other flavors and stuff are getting yeah, it's in too. Got to
1: get
0: in there. Yeah, it's got to. So it ain't just. I don't. I, I think that's a myth. Just salt gets in there.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I call it a myth. Myth. Busted! <laughs> <laughs> it's a myth, stamp No, put your seasonings on there. Um, Some people say don't even salt like a steak before you grill it. You know, only put it on at the end because uh, like, man, come on, these people don't know what they're talking about.
1: Um, do does putting the seasonings on there and allowing it to sit help to you to build the smoke ring?
0: Um, I would yes, I would say that helps because the ing- you know ingredients in that the seasoning cause a chemical reaction in the meat, which in turn causes that deeper kind of pink pink look, smoke ring look. it's just it's not really from I mean, the smoke does it too because it contains some of the same, you know, ingredients like the I think it's the nitric oxides or so I forget what it, I don't know the scientific daggum term for. It. But it's a chemical a chemical change that it occurs could. in that meat. It's good, yeah. <laughs> and some people do it false. They'll put like tender quick all over it or yeah. something like that. And you'll see it's like a cure. It's like a hip, you know super salt, super salt, that goes really down and looks real fake on the meat. But I think if you just put some regular seasons on there and let it set, you'll get enough of it because you see the the smoke ring was definitely there, oh yeah, and prevalent. But that's about what I want in a smoke ring. Yeah. I don't want it to look like I've tried to cure the whole half a slice of like brisket. pastrami. Like I'm yeah. turning into pastrami, yeah. And um, so do you
1: think that that helps you cheat a little? pellet brisket is
0: letting the season sit no no I mean it, you don't have to you don't have it. to okay. I mean you could have I would always let anything sit about an hour before I put it on just to come up to room temp so that's gonna give it plenty of time but that one I think it was about three hours before let's see I'd I seasoned that brisket probably about 7 30 it, it,
1: yeah. it was
0: right at dusk we still had some good decent light and I took it inside and just let it hang out on the counter and then I put it in the fridge. It went in the fridge for yeah. about two hours. Then I pulled it out about 9.30. And then I lit the grill at 10.30 and it, it went on at 11. So yeah. it was, you know, four hours, I guess, four and a half. something. Like th- no, three and a half, something like that. Total, which was plenty of time.
1: Yeah.
0: Then I lit the pit and started it at 195. One more That's question. the key. One more question. Okay.
1: Uh, How come you didn't use any injection?
0: Because I didn't want any injection in my meat. I just wanted some
1: you just wanted to keep it simple. I just want
0: to taste that certified Angus beef. <laughs> I wanted to taste the beefiness. I didn't. I didn't need it. I mean, oh, I I rarely, I rarely inject at uh, stuff at home. Yeah. Even pork or anything. I I just don't do it. I, I don't want that extra. I want to taste the meat and the seasoning and the smoke. That's good barbecue to me. Now, yeah. if I'm in a contest, of course, I gotta juice it up, man. I gotta I gotta amp it up to eleven. I can't just turn in ten stuff. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta take it above the notch, but. But cooking it at home, I'm not putting all that stuff in it.
1: So, you, um, fire. I, don't, I don't even
0: inject butts at home. I just, you know, season them and go. I just like the taste of pork. It's I'm better not that way. I'm, I'm, better. Not I'm not a fan I'm of I'm not sold. I'm going to inject pork when I go back to comp cooking. Really? I just let it run. Yeah. We can, we can always doctor it up once it gets oh, done. Oh, heck yeah. Put whatever you want on it. That's much. What dip. a contest is. Yeah. How you finish.
1: Yeah. Um, so any concern? With it staying in the danger zone too long, cooking at those low tents?
0: No, because I've got it seasoned heavily, and the, the smoke's in there, and it's not. It's, I mean, it's, it's on the grill. It's cooking. Fast, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: It's not like the grill's off. It's not like yeah.
0: yeah it's not like yeah. It's a an environment where bacteria wants to grow. In there, yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Heck no. Heck no.
1: Deliciousness is I mean, going hey, in I, there. Yeah.
0: I mean. They they do it to hams and all kinds of stuff. All it just depends on how much of the seasoning and stuff you got in it, you know.
1: Um, so you got the pit fired up.
0: Pit's fired up, one hundred ninety five running pecan pellets.
1: You used some apple.
0: There was a blend. Was it? Was that what was in that bag? Yeah. Was,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you can see uh, the bag.
0: Oh really? I didn't. Was it a blend? I I don't know. I thought it was just pecan. The brown bag was it not?
1: I think you just happen to have a little piece of apple there and topped, it, topped off. it off. Yeah, and that just so. happened to be the clip that I got.
0: I poured, I know I poured mainly pecan in there.
1: So what's the, is there that much difference? Yeah,
0: not really. Yeah. <laughs> I can mean, I keep, like pecan on brisket, you know. Yeah. Can you if, tell you, that you know, much the difference?
1: If, I, was to I probably
0: couldn't pick it out. Like, I yeah. mean, there's only certain species you could say, man, like, you know, somebody gave me some peach, I would know that that was smoked with peach because yeah. you can taste it. If some apple so mild uh cherry i could probably pick out cuz cherry's real distinct
1: I'm talking about pellets not wood
0: Yeah, I mean, that's what yeah, i'm saying too. Okay. And then but like the main the main thing of pellet's oak and hickory that's what most of them are made up out of the rest of it's just a little you know minuscule amounts to give it some flavor so I doubt you could like if you, if you used 100% pecan pellets or 100% cherry pellets which I've done um i can tell the difference in the cherry you can. Yeah. Definitely. I'm
1: saying like you cook one on your
0: And somebody else one. I do the
1: exact same thing. I don't know. That's good. That's a good. That's a
0: good. That's a good.
1: We do everything else the
0: same. Experiment. I don't yeah. know. If you could tell. If you could tell. Yeah. Maybe I need to run that.
1: That'd be a good experiment.
0: See if we can pick up on the different types. I mean, it's so subjective. I doubt it. By the time you put anything else on it. It's like all you put was smoke on it. You probably Maybe. Could. But if you did everything else, I doubt it. I seriously doubt somebody could pick it out. Have you used um, pellets? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just thinking here.
1: Yeah. So you get it on.
0: So it goes on 195, fat side down. I want it because my heat's coming up from the bottom of the grill through the deflector plate, kind of around the edges sometimes. So, you know, you want to yeah. put, if you got a hot spot on yours, make sure you put the, the thicker part of the brisket, usually the point in, over towards the hot spot. That's what I did. My hot spot was on that. Right wall That's
1: a good tip So yeah. I put
0: it there And I just let it I went to bed
1: Yeah
0: <laughs> I mean I made sure The hopper was filled I don't, And went to bed
1: um, People were asking do you, do you Is it safe And are you not concerned
0: No I'm not Yeah I mean,
1: Nowadays the way They build these pellet grills yeah I mean like I, would, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't go buy one. A brand
0: new one From Home Depot And put it <laughs> together And put a brisket on it And go to bed I'd cook on it a bunch But I've cooked on this grill thousand times Yeah I know what it's going to do. I know I can leave it for eight hours and not have to worry about it. I mean, well, some people. As far as pellet use, 195. It only used about an inch worth of pellet from yeah. the top. When I got up the next morning, it barely even moved.
1: I was so impressed with.
0: it. Yeah, and easy. and then on the whole thing, I bet I didn't burn a, a half bag.
1: Solid. Yeah,
0: yeah, it didn't. I mean, that was the efficiency of that Timberline grill is incredible.
1: Yeah,
0: it's incredible. And in my Memphis grill, it's a pellet hog.
1: So is the odor. And then the odor's
0: a pellet hog, yeah. You have to, you know, you'd have to get up in the middle of the night and make sure you put some more in those. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know about running a 195 so low. That is low once it gets going. It really depends on the outside temp. It's warm outside. I mean, how much it's going to use or yeah. whatever. But um, I was impressed.
1: If you were using an old, one of those old pellet grills that has a tendency to...
0: Swing more and Or I was talking about burn, fire, yeah, burn yeah. back into the... Yeah.
1: pellet. You know, we've had in the pellet hopper. I have
0: before. I've had a burn back before on the Yoder. Yeah, definitely.
1: But the new grills, they're
0: very efficient. Yep. So it went eight hours in the smoke, on super smoke, in the Traeger. And then the next morning, it was 7 o'clock. I got up, and we pulled it off and wrapped it. And the wrap, I didn't do anything. I just tore, tore off some butcher paper, put the brisket fat down wrapped it over tight around the flat, then brought the other piece over and tucked it under the point, folded the edges under, stuck a probe in it. It's sitting at about 148 degrees right then. And then I put it back on the pit and then it rolled out. At that point, you can crank it up a little bit. I bumped it up at 250. Uh, just, you know, get a little more heat on it. Because if I'd have left it at 195, there ain't no telling how long it would have took. It might have took two days <laughs> to get there. <laughs> I mean, because it's climbing slow, but in another eight hours at 250, it was done. I mean, I temped yeah. out about 200 and felt good when I stuck it, and then I just let it rest and do you sliced think, it up. Man, it was it was really good.
1: Do you think if you're cooking it a lot faster, like a hot and fast style brisket, do you think that you need to take it up to a higher temp?
0: Probably so. Yeah, most. of the, I mean, when you're cooking hot and fast, most of the time you have to go on any cut of meat, you need to take it a little higher.
1: To, to make it render. Yeah, yeah.
0: to get it. Because it pushes right through that and don't, doesn't render good. Because I've seen you take briskets yeah.
1: up to 208
0: Depends before. on the brisket, though. Depends on the brisket. I mean, we're cooking, you know. This one you took to 200. Those Wagos, yeah. we cook them. Some I've cooked them, with yeah. them 215, just because of the fat content where it feels right. Yeah. But most time on these, well, that was just a choice, CAB. I mean, around 198, 200, it's done. But it goes by feel. You know, no two briskets cook a lot. You got to feel it and see. I mean, 200 is a good gauge, but if it's still tight, it, you know, if it's so still tight, keep going until it.
1: So when it hit 200 and you probed it and it would have still felt tight, you'd have just.
0: Yeah, I would have said that it needs a little bit longer. Let's let it yeah. go to 202 or 205 or something. See if it's going to break. It's going to break right in there somewhere. Yeah. That's where it's going to loosen up.
1: I was starting to get a little nervous because uh, it was climbing so slow. Usually, once they jump out of the stall, It'll, yeah, because It'll, it's it set at a stall for a pretty long time. Long,
0: well, yeah, once we wrapped it at the stall and it stalled for probably I don't know five hours yeah. or more. <laughs>
1: pretty for much for real, for real. It climbs slow, and then the
0: last you know once it got to one eighty, it broke. and yeah. come on up the next. But
1: it was still climbing, you know.
0: Yeah, it was slow. It was slow. So I was starting. I thought to he was going to run out of daylight again. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I was starting to worry, you know, because you've always heard like once a brisket's given all it can get. It it'll start going
0: backwards. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it do that too. Yeah. Yep. And if it starts going backwards, you better get it off. <laughs> you got to get it off. It's gonna be ruined.
1: It's probably and dry. Already is. Yeah, it probably already <laughs> is at that point. This one
0: wasn't dry though. It had plenty of that moisture. In it. it was. It was just as good cold out of the refrigerator as it was when we cut it too, man.
1: Um.
0: So what other questions you got?
1: See, so we didn't. You didn't baste it at all.
0: No, no, I didn't do anything to it. Yeah. This was really. The whole premise was just seeing how it was cooked, started out low. If I can get the bark, the smoke ring, the texture, all that. I didn't, so I didn't baby this brisket at all. Yeah. I was cooking, I was just cooking a brisket at that point, you know. So <laughs> simple two rubs and that's it. Let it roll until it was done and felt right and then cut it. There was no, you know, trick or anything like that. It was just straightforward.
1: A lot of people um, wanted to know why you didn't use a water pan for an overnight cook. I guess that's a thing. If you're going to cook overnight, you need a water pan. No,
0: no, no. I don't. I've never put I one on a pellet brisket. grill. Yeah. I never put one. I never put a water pan on a brisket. I don't want to mess my bark up. It's all about developing that bark. I don't put a I don't put a water pan in the in uh, a jambo. I don't put it in old hickory.
1: You don't put a water pan anywhere. Not totally.
0: unless the cooker has a water pan, like, like a, a, backwoods. a backwoods. And then I don't cook brisket on a backwoods because the texture doesn't turn out as good.
1: Um, can you use foil instead of butcher paper?
0: You can, but it'll soften up the bark. You don't get as good a bark. I mean, if you want an authentic, um, you know, heavy bark, or heavier bark, that I would always go butcher paper.
1: Do you think that a bark continues to build even after you've, even if it's just a little bit?
0: Uh, yeah. In the butcher grains, paper, it does. In the butcher paper, it yeah. don't. In the foil, in the, in the foil, you know, aluminum foil kind of it steam it, it off. It, yeah. Yeah, you don't get much. But um, I've noticed, like when. It, if you notice that brisket, it got a lot darker when yeah. I unwrapped it because of the way the moisture's wicked off of it from the paper. So it does continue to dry out a little and, you know, and inform a little bit. You more.
1: think it gets a little more smokering?
0: I don't know. Never, I, you'd have to it. cut it. I've never cut it that early.
1: Yeah, I know. And check
0: to see, you know.
1: So when you put it back on the pit after you wrapped it, you still went fat side down.
0: Yeah, yeah, it went fat. It stayed it. fat down the whole time. But that's that's really depending on the cooker. I mean, I like I like some people like to cook brisket fat up. I don't. I like my fat to be on the bottom, and I like the bark around the edges and all over the top.
1: What does it look like if you cook it fat side
0: up? It's got the fat on top, but <laughs> then they I flip know, it but- over, slice it, but the bark's not as good on bottom. Yeah, so yeah. it just doesn't have as good a texture.
1: Um. So the cooler, the rest.
0: Yeah, just a dry cooler. Nothing in it. If you got a big one, you might need to put some towels or a blanket or something in it, but
1: those little party stackers are
0: Man, they're great for rest of meat, <laughs> ain't they? <laughs> they for butts are. or ribs or brisket, man, they're fantastic and they're dirt cheap. You can get them from Walmart or Amazon. Yeah. Walmart.com has them. I think they're, they're less under- than 20 bucks. Yeah, yeah, they're less than 20 bucks. And they It's called a party stacker.
1: And they're super easy to wash out. Heck, I like yeah. them because I can wash them out in our laundry room
0: sink. They also make great pool coolers. Turns out <laughs> Fill them up with beer and pour ice all over the top of them, and sit right sit right there on the edge of the pool. I tested out the does it really hold twenty
1: four beers? Did it? Heck yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> room for ice, and room for
0: ice. I like your style.
1: <laughs> but how long can you keep it in there
0: in the cooler? Yeah, I would. I mean, uh, four four hours ain't gonna hurt it, you know. Yeah, I wouldn't go longer than six. Probably. I mean. We did a test on that. Me and Mark Williams did. Yeah, it took it a and while. It, That, that was, was in a different butt. cooler, though. Was that it was a
1: different? It was, it was a still butt. the
0: same kind of. Uh, and
1: it was the uh, uh, island
0: breeze. Island breeze, yeah. It was that the same type? It's just a little bit bigger. Yeah. But man, that I mean, it stayed in there for over six, seven hours, wasn't it?
1: A lot of people. Um, if you're that
0: worried, I mean, I wouldn't. I would leave it in there all overnight or nothing. <laughs>
1: yeah. You know. Um, a lot of people said, "How do you warm it up after you get out of there?" It's hot. When it's you have-
0: hot. You better put gloves on. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it. it's never, I don't know how long it would take it to drop below 140 degrees. And then once it gets below 140, you still got four hours for it needs to be refrigerated or thrown out. So you got a lot of time. Yeah. But if you left the probe in there, you could watch it. But I guarantee you what's yeah. going to happen, it's going gonna, it's gonna to climb up a few degrees and it's going to start falling down and it's going to stabilize out about 160 and it's gonna sit there for hours and hours and hours. And 160 degree meat is still hot. Heck yeah. 140 degree meat's hot. Yeah. To where you need a glove to handle it. So there's no rewarming it. You know, you don't have to rewarm it. Heck
1: no. Um we let that one sit for two hours and you had to glove up. Heck yeah. It was still steaming. Yeah.
0: You can see when I pulled it out. <laughs> and the pieces were still small.
1: Oh yeah. When you pulled the paper out, yeah. it was yeah. a lot of steam. The
0: barbecue facial going. It's good for your pores. <laughs> Opens them up.
1: That's what gives you your youthful glow. That's it.
0: That's it. Um
1: this was a good question about approximately how much weight do you feel the brisket loses during the cook?
0: Um, I don't you know, I don't know. Cuz it definitely loses some. Yeah. I mean, I would I don't think it's like 50% it's or anything like or yeah. that. Yeah, but I mean, I would say An eighth? No, I mean, it's a little probably more? lose a quarter about.
1: A quarter. Yeah,
0: I would say I'll have to do that sometime. I'll have to weigh it before way I it cook before it, it after. and then weigh it after, and let's see. That's a that's something you know curious minds want to know. Yeah,
1: that I I thought that was a good. Let's question. see
0: which meats that would be a good one to do a comparison of butt and a brisket. Don't do, don't inject them or anything. The just cook them pretty much the same uh, way. It's same the pork. The pork's gonna look because it's got yeah. more fat. You think that's a good? I don't know. It's a good. I, I would yeah. say yeah. I know guess. that an eight pound butt. Will yield about four four and a half pounds of meat. So you do have about almost fifty percent loss there. Yeah,
1: I just know the amount of juice that typically gets poured out of a butt that's been wrapped. Yeah. is a lot more than
0: a brisket. A brisket. Yeah.
1: The renderings when
0: I when I'm talking. I would about say because brisket doesn't have as much fat. Yeah, you know, it's more lean, so yeah. you're not going to lose as much. I'll have to do that. I'll have to do that comparison. Um, that's hey, one to add to the list. People, how much? Weight loss <laughs> People <laughs> will think that's a whole different <laughs> When capitalize on that market
1: Yeah Hi guys Hi I'm guys. out
0: I'm this weight loss journey <laughs> <laughs> We're about to put this brisket and pork butt on a diet <laughs> Just a f- several short hours for <laughs> Your Weight Watchers contracts right around the corner Yeah, yeah um, Oh, y'all thought I was talking about losing weight <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> you. Um, people were asking was it still fun to cook because i guess people want to like mess with it
0: yeah i mean it wasn't fun cook yeah it was there was nothing to do he i said, put it on went to bed wrapped <laughs> it and just watched the thermometer and i'd go out there and check on it every hour or so and Still cooking, chill. That was, pretty, that was it. There's no shots in between. No use in going out and. No. I mean, yeah, it's still fun to cook, just because I got something it's on the fun grill. To eat. It's fun to eat. Yeah, cutting up and eating is the fun part. But you but really, it, no, didn't. yeah, you
1: opened it to that's
0: with the low and slow. Rabbit, you don't want to open it. it. You, yeah. don't, you, you. The whole time is leaving it on the grill. You know.
1: I think the more you mess with it, the,
0: yeah, the worse yeah. it is. Longer it takes, <laughs> for sure. I don't know about the worse it is, but the longer it takes.
1: Will this
0: work with a tri-tip? I've heard some people told me that, or I've been seeing stuff people cooking tri-tip like brisket. I've never tried it. That'd be a good, you know, try. I mean, you could do low, and I mean, you could definitely reverse sear a tri-tip so you could start it out super low, bring it up to wherever you know one twenty, and then then put it over and sear it. But you talking about cooking it like a brisket the whole way, where it's up to like two hundred degrees and slicing it? I don't know. To me, I think it would dry out.
1: I think it would too. I like my tri-tip. If you had a Wagyu
0: tri-tip. I like my tri-tip
1: not? rare. I like middle. it
0: rare too. That's a, I mean, it's the where it melts in your mouth. Ooh, to Me.
1: I've had some tri-tip. That I don't know what it would be like.
0: That's another. That's another one to try. Actually, uh, I told I was talking to Starling Ball a few weeks back, and he was like, he was wanting to show me how to cook a brisket. He's like, man, I need to come show you how to cook a brisket or a tri-tip like a brisket. Said, you ever tried it and I said no I've never I've never yeah. tried it So I bet he would That know. might be Yeah I might get him To show me how to, Or go out there And show, show me how to do that Yeah
1: like a video yeah. Or just Oh okay that'd be cool That's a, That'd Big be pop a good video. one Heck yeah um, What'd you do With the leftovers
0: <laughs> I gave them to my mom Yeah They're gonna be Super <laughs> She said she No she said she was Making open face Brisket sandwiches Or something this weekend With gravy and Oh wow I don't know what all She was doing with them
1: Well we ate a, You know we ate She
0: took them to Chihuahua
1: uh, a little bit
0: Yeah man, We had I got a piece of white bread We beef tenderloin And we had
1: Yeah I got a piece of white bread A smear of mayonnaise A piece of that fatty brisket And three pickles And folded it over Like but, a half brisket sandwich Was it good?
0: Ooh, yes I, I put some of that uh, Creamy dill horseradish sauce On some It was good
1: Oh yeah Yeah That you had left over From the mm-hmm.
0: From the day before Yeah Or two <laughs> days before I guess it was
1: Everyone wants to see Break with the Beyota back out
0: I need to I need to break the yoder back yeah. out. I hadn't done it. I need to get my man Caleb get it to get it ready.
1: um see so the thing is if it's sitting there and you get it in a routine,
0: I'll use it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just so easy to turn on the trigger in the Memphis because they're sitting there uncovered and the yoder, ready to go, yeah. and the yoder's just kind of sitting over there, and it's lonesome.
1: Maybe we just need to rearrange the grill yeah, I hadn't it. fired it up in a while.
0: I need to yeah, swap it out,
1: so this week, I thought we'd talk about how to get authentic barbecue on a pellet smoker can you do it why, why do people hate on pellet grills so much i don't know i guess I they say, i mean i understand they I say, they say it's, it's, not, cheating. it's not real barbecue yeah but what is real barbecue
0: it's whatever <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you're telling me the pellet grill is not real barbecue you better be on some cinder blocks and
0: you know, <laughs> digging a hole yeah. or something <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i don't get it i don't get the i mean some people just like to complain and Pick a side, you yeah, know, yeah. but I, to me, it's barbecue. Some of the best food. I mean, I've, I've cooked some fine food on the pellet I grill. Can. Won a lot of money cooking on the pellet grill contest. And uh, there's a lot of people that have, you yeah. know, it's, I I don't know why. I don't know why people hate on them. I don't have a good answer for that because I mean,
1: I mean, I get it.
0: It's definitely, I mean, you can cook low and slow on it. You can cook hot and fast on it. it. Are you building a fire? No, but it's yeah. still burning wood pellets. I mean. It's as much as a smoker as anything else. I mean.
1: If I'm going to fire up a pit.
0: I'm not gonna burning be down wood simpler, and yeah. adding <laughs> coals and shoveling and doing all that stuff. And, um, is that real barbecue? I mean, who's to say? But I will say this. i would say real barbecues. You build some wood racks and you get some alligator and some garfish and <laughs> hang them up on these racks. And then you build your fire over to the side and you fan it and put banana leaves <laughs> over it. That's probably real barbecue if you want to get down to it, you know started in the islands
1: I will say if I was if you said I'll cook you anything you want I would say uh why don't you bust out that drum smoker
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm not gonna do it
0: yeah that's one thing you know pellet grills do make it easier yes because I feel like anybody can go out there and put some pellets in a hopper push power set the temp and then off they're, they're off to smoke.
1: And you're gonna turn out a pretty good yeah, product.
0: Yeah, and it's gonna turn out if with a little know-how, you know what you're doing. Can you yeah. and going back to the question, can you uh get authentic barbecue flavor? Yeah, that's what I proved that with this brisket. Yeah. But you definitely can. You just have to kind of know how to operate it. So to me, that means if I want more smoke, if I want more bark on the outside of the meat, I've got to start it at lower temps. I can't just jump in at 250 degrees and expect the meat on a pellet grill to bark up cuz it's not burning heat like that. You know, it's at, at that temperature the those wood pellets aren't giving you as much as say some charcoal and some real smoke wood. I get that. But down at lower temps where you're really giving it time to deform, you're giving it time in some smoke at a lower temperature and the outside of the meat's changing and it's barking up itself. Yeah, I mean, that's how you get your authentic barbecue flavor on it, especially on uh, pork Pork and beef, it really works well. Now, I haven't experimented too much with other stuff at low temp. Um, I don't like to cook chicken at low temp on pellet grills just because I don't like the texture of it. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, turkey does fine on pellet grills too. I cook it up around 275. So when I'm doing chicken, I'm usually running 275. Yeah. Now, ribs, if I start out ribs, I can start them out low, 225, you know, a little bit lower. Let them go the first couple hours till the bark gets right. Then wrap them and crank it up. Do the same thing. That's what gives you the authentic flavor on them. And that's how I think. That's how. That's how you can produce some that's just as good or rivals. You know,
1: anything uh, else. Anything else. Now,
0: is it going to give you the same flavor as you get on that drum? You talk about authentic drum or flavor from the fat dripping on the coals. You'll never get that. Yeah. There's not many cookers that will. Mo Hickory won't do that. Cook some fine barbecue. The jambo cook some fine barbecue, but it won't give you that same flavor as on that drum. Would you, try if it, you like that?
1: Would you trade all your other grills in for a couple pellets and just cook pellets? Heck no!
0: <laughs> I won't do it because I like cooking on all of them. Yeah, you know, it's I don't like think a tool. It is. It is it's part of your arsenal. I, yeah. I, I use my pellet grills all the time. <clears throat> I mean, if I just want to fire something up quick, don't want to mess with starting the chimney of coals, and depends on what I'm cooking, you know. I'm probably not going to throw a pork butt on my drum smoker if I'm just cooking one. Yeah, I'm a, I mean on my pellet grill, I'm gonna fire up something else. But if I'm cooking some chicken, yeah, I'll, I'll throw that on there. Yeah, if I'm cooking a pork loin, yeah, or something like that. Even a beef loin, beef tenderloin or ribeye, I will throw the, you know, I throw a whole ribeye. I like them on pellet grills too. They're fine on there.
1: Wings does a heck we, of a do wing. Do a heck
0: of a wing on it. So we use ours all the time. You you've got to where you use it a bunch. Oh yeah, and I think that's great too. You know, it's getting some like you would never go out and I mean fire up the drum or I would you know, fire up the
1: drum, but I'll I'll
0: get the old hickory going for no, you know, what are yeah. you gonna cook on it? But
1: yeah, I mean, I have before in a
0: pan. Yeah, but I'm just saying, you're not on an average day. <laughs> no, you're not gonna say, oh, I'm gonna go fire up the old hickory. I'm either gonna fire up, these up the wings.
1: Weber PK. Yeah, I'm gonna cook you a steak. Right. Right. Yeah. Or, or the pellet grill. Or I'm going to fire up the pellet yep. grill and put some chicken wings on it. Yeah. I don't great. even
0: think you'd fire up the egg. You, you, have you ever fired up the egg?
1: I don't think so. Yeah. Because
0: it's I just something you no. don't want to. I mean, it's just something you don't. It's more steps involved and you just yeah. don't do it. When you yeah. got these other grills sitting around. Yeah. Now, I could see if you had. That was your only choice.
1: Yeah. yeah. I probably wouldn't. I'd probably be less likely to cook outside.
0: Yeah. Now, I need to see if I can get that same kind of brisket on an egg. Because, you know, it, it falls in the same thing. It doesn't produce as good a smoke to me or as good a bark because of the way the fire burns and oxygen in it. It's designed to be a closed-off system, letting just a little bit of air in to keep mm-hmm. your heat trapped in there. And so you sacrifice a little bit of flavor. A lot of people say you can't get any smoke in an egg because it's just, really you know, they're not putting enough wood in there. But if you just put a few pieces of wood, you're not going to get much wood flavor at all. Yeah. But that would be a good experiment to run. A super low, uh, you have- brisket or pork butt on an egg to see if I can get the bark the same way. And I'm talking about let it go all night, really, really low, and would see how long. It a- would- I think it would burn that long for sure.
1: Uh, would you let an egg go all night at a low bad. temp like
0: that? I would be scared too. Yeah. I've never. I mean, I've gotten some long cooks out of my egg before without you never have to add coals. Would so.
1: you let the um, drum go overnight if you had the guru hooked up?
0: I'm yeah yeah definitely definitely because if you got it filled with charcoal briquettes and just running at say 250 275 that drum will run 16 hours and, and not, not a to up, it. yeah I know you'll let the
1: But open. if you
0: let it if you run up around 325 it'll probably run about 8 10 hours yeah
1: but still you'd lay down and get some sleep
0: yeah def. It? oh yeah with the guru on a drum man it runs as good as a pellet grill it really does
1: in your old hickory, you definitely use that all night. Yeah.
0: and I don't, you know, I don't like cooking super low and slow on my drums either. I, they like two seventy five, mm-hmm. just to get the for the air and the flow and everything, the meat dripping. I think when you check them down, the as the fat starts dripping, there's not enough oxygen to keep the coals going right because you got them cho- so choked off. Yeah, that it produces this bad kind of smoke flavor. It's almost like that.
1: So they're. Isn't much low and slow on the drum. Yeah, it's, it's, you need, you would need to put a diverter
0: pan in or a water pan or something like that to, to change it up to get it to run lower. Yeah. Right. But I I just, I just think they run better at 275. Yeah. That's kind of where I want to cook at. You very rarely see me, I'm choking my drum down to, you know, below, sometimes 250, maybe, but mostly 275 is where I run them at. It's just where they want to run. Yeah.
1: So, uh, back to pellet smokers. Do you remember the first time you saw a pellet smoker?
0: I do. I do. Uh, the first one that I remember is pro- at Memphis in May, and we were cooking um, in the rib category, and John Willingham oh. had and he that he two thousand
1: six then.
0: well it, it's been a, it's been a long time.
1: Maybe before that. I
0: don't know if that was the first time I'd seen one. Th- those, but I just know he had those Wham cookers out yeah. there, and those are probably. I don't know. That's uh, that's the first one I remember. Willingham's Wham yeah. Pellet Grill. Did
1: he invent the pellet
0: grill? <clears throat> no, he didn't invent the pellet grill. I don't th- I don't think he invented that style. Yeah, and it's all like a open box rotisserie kind of carousel where you hang everything in it and it goes around in a circle like a carousel. Not a not like a rotator, like a Ferris wheel, more like a carousel. If that makes sense. to you. and you hang stuff in it, and so he would hang ribs and I guess he'd hang all kinds of stuff in it. But, uh, that was Al Roker. Yeah. Al Roker cooked <laughs> on them. That, you know, that was same exact same one. Yeah. Yes. And what year was that? That had to be back in Oh, it was, early 2000s. Yeah, Early 2000s. So, but I was we e. were cooking. E. So yeah. that one, that was probably the first model that I remember when I took a pellet grill was that one. And then, um, we were cooking up in Dyersburg, Tennessee. And there's a guy up there, big, uh, bad bobs from Dyersburg. And he was a Traeger rep, I guess. And I didn't know anything about Traeger grills. They weren't prevalent by any means. But but he had one that was on an axle. It was a big, had a big garage door on it. I mean, it was just like a whole hog cooker pellet grill. And I'd never seen one. It was like you know, it had this roll up door like on a garage on the front of it. Wherever in Traeger, I guess Oregon or wherever they're from. That's where they come from. But you don't see many of them. He had one, and so me and Waylon went over and was asking about it. And he's like, "Yeah, it's pellets." And I was like, "What are you talking about, pellets?" And he's like, and "So he showed us the hopper." and mm-hmm. I was like, "Man, that's cool." You know, I was one, always wanted one of those. I still wouldn't mind having one. It was a, it was like fixed shelves, all full of shelves, big roll up garage doors. It's wide, you know. It's a, a trailer wide. You know, it's probably four or five foot tall. Dang, it's a big cooker. Yeah, deep. You know, it's probably.
1: So you could cook a whole hog. Oh yeah, you
0: could probably cook, you might cook two hogs on it. I don't know. I ain't seen one in a long time.
1: I bet it eats pellets. Uh, like... I bet it does too.
0: <laughs> and, and then then uh, Kevin Tackett from Baby Back Grillers had some early model like modified pits, and they were Louisiana uh, yeah. grills controllers, but they were on a uh, tank propane tanks. So it was like a stick burner Is tank. He
1: made.
0: I don't know how. I don't know who he got to fabricate yeah. it up but he had the whole pellet system in the end of it and it didn't, I mean, this was like pre-ignition, but it was just on or off. He adjusted it with the little knob and there was no igniter or anything. He had to start it with like pure alcohol and he'd start <laughs> and get it going and then heat that whole tank up. And that's what he, and he won Memphis and my ribs say. with it. Is that, that and it was- so that was the first big win that I've seen on a pellet grill. Well, after that I met, uh, I met some judges, Tom and Debbie uh, Berkshire, Yeah. And Tom was doing some stuff with yoder at the time. He was bringing some yoders out and feeding judges and doing thing, team things. And he, you know, he kind of got to know me and asked me if we were interested in cooking in some uh, on some pellet grills. And I was like, Yeah, man, I'd love to. You know, try one. I've I've seen them and I don't know much about them, but I, you know, this was before they got really big. You were you didn't see them in Home Depot, yeah. Lowe's, and all that. Nobody. And I so mean, this
1: is kind of the first.
0: Thing. Yeah. And so I, I got like hooked up with Yoder.
1: Yeah, Yoder kind of brought the pellet grill.
0: Back to the forefront, kind. Yeah. That was before Traeger gonna, did their big push and oh yeah. sold and got their new marketing team. And you didn't have Grilla Grills and all these others. I mean, there may have been a few manufacturers. Like Memphis Woodfire Grills may have been around then. Mac may have been around, but nobody knew, nobody really knew who they were. Yeah. Those were fancy grills at the time. And then Yoder kind of come on. They were making stick burners, and they'd gotten to the pellet market. And you know, guys. So guys started using them in comps. So I got a why was it the Y S four eighty, and that's what I cooked chicken on at contests for a long time. We'd roll it up in the, had the comp card on it. It was one of the first. You know, they first it's come out with great, a comp card. Yeah. Then they then I got a six forty. That's what I got yeah. now. And then I um, transitioned to I did something with Traeger, and they gave me a grill. And the Memphis I met another guy from Memphis Grills, and they wanted me to cook on some of theirs. So. Everybody, so yeah, so now that's the three I have. I own three, uh, I still got two of the 480s. Um, and I got the 640, and I got a Traeger, and I got a Memphis, and cook on them all the time. You know, yeah. pellet grills. I need to fire that 640 back up. Heck yeah,
1: let's do a the the next 480. One
0: of the 480s is actually at my mom and dad's, and my dad uses it a lot. My Waylon uses it when he goes there. He actually won a rec tech, it's in the garage, I didn't even yeah. put together, so I don't know. I mean, I need to get it out and.
1: Somebody made a comment, I didn't write this one down, but it, it said, great video, you just need a real pellet grill, like a Rectec. Like,
0: <laughs> Is that better than the Timberline, you think? <laughs> I don't know. Hey, I'd put that Timberline up against, it'll run with any of them. Uh, and I've tried may- to abuse it, yeah. believe me.
1: <laughs> You've done some.
0: Yeah. Just I, do every- I try to do everything. I try to tear my stuff up. That's the whole thing. <laughs> If it's gonna break, it's gonna break. It's probably why the yoder ain't been fired up. I don't think the noder on it's working. I need to get it worked on. Okay. <clears throat> I mean, you got to know how stuff works, right?
1: Yeah, you got to break it and fix it to. I'll tell it you out. one
0: pellet grill that I'd really love to own is the FEC one hundred. Now you see those on the comp circuits.
1: Yeah, butcher's cooks on them.
0: Yeah, I don't know if he still does. He used to. He used to. Um, was it? He's one Billy Do He used to. Oh, was a yeah. B-Rag Q. They used to cook on it. Man, he had a killer brisket he would cook on. He would tear people up with that brisket. Man, <clears throat> that was back in the day. I don't know if he still has his or not.
1: What a, So, any tips about using, uh getting that authentic barbecue?
0: Starting when you're cooking your big meats and you're really wanting to get that bark and smoke on the outside, start them off low. That, that's what, that's what, um, Really, it'll change. You know, change the way you cook on a pellet grill. And if you if you go back and you read any of these grill manufacturers' recipes, a lot of them will tell you that. They'll say, you know, start the pellet started off in the smoke <clears throat> smoke setting. You know, Traeger's got the super smoke on mm-hmm. some of theirs now. Some of them still have the smoke setting, but all that means is it's below 225 in that low range. So your pellets having time to smoke. It's not. Pounding them through the hopper, you know, the the auger, having to keep that fire stoke, it's dropping them and ha- letting them have time to burn up and to smoke. You know, to, it's it's a slower cook, Well see, so it produces always, more smoke.
1: That was always my question. It seems like if it was super smoke, you'd be burning, have to burn more. No, pellets. I think it
0: just. It, I don't know how that feature works on yeah. there, uh, but I think it has more to do with circulation of the fans.
1: Gotcha. You know, gotcha. to produce
0: to make it produce more smoke, it's probably not dropping as much. Kind of keep the fire low. Yeah. Circulating more air to where it's circulating more smoke and, like, and holding it in instead of trying to get it cleared out. I guess I don't know, man. That timberline does all it sounds like it's got a jet engine in it, it's got <laughs> all different kinds of things that kick on and kick off. I never took it apart and <laughs> tried to see what makes it work, but
1: uh, you know, the Memphis
0: grill does too. Yeah. It does, I mean, but the technology on the see, those are higher end pellet grills, they're not just like your Home Depot models. That's what I think. Know?
1: People have gotten some. They're Crabby buying, you know, people, yeah, people. people are
0: buying the five hundred dollars ones, and you know it's basically They're a tin crass. can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, and that's what the happens, thing. and then have and they get a bad reputation. Yep. Where if you go out and you go ahead and spend, invest in one that's going to last years and years and years. You know,
1: the um, might cost
0: more, but in the long run, you're going to get a better cook out of it, and you're going to get, you know, it's going to last a lot longer.
1: The um. When we went to Traeger and saw all the work and the development that they put into their grills, I was it's impressed. pretty impressive. Yeah, impressive. And they used to have a really bad reputation of being some cheap Chinese mm-hmm. stuff, and they were for a little while. Yeah, yeah. They, I, they, I mean,
0: I was impressed with their R&D. Yeah. They had the hurricane set up going and just running open controllers and grills nonstop for a month in, in hurricane-like weather, yeah. just pouring down water on it just to try to see what it would do. And they were still operating? I mean... They, they had some slick stuff going on.
1: They no longer are the cheap Chinese grills. Yeah.
0: yeah. No. I mean, not saying they don't have some lower-end models, because all of them do. They're trying to, just like just like anything, you can get a low-end car or you can get a high-end car. Yeah. Same thing with grills. I mean, you can buy the base model stuff that's, you know, entry-level, and then you can buy the higher-end stuff. You can do create your own drum, or you can buy a gateway too. You know. Yeah. So it goes (laughs) the same way across all everything. Really does.
1: It does. So this weekend is Memorial Day weekend. It is. Fire up the grills,
0: man! I've got a load of brats. (laughs) Got ribeye steaks. I've got these big jumbo quarter pound Nathan's uh, ultra classic hot dogs. So
1: let's talk about your hot dog real quick.
0: Yeah. So I don't know if they've released that yet, but Royal Oak. I got a text from the Barbecue Ninja, Mr. Craig, himself, and uh, wanted us to, wanted me to do my version of a hot dog. Whatever I wanted to do, I had free reign to do a hot dog a pick and a recipe. And he was going to put it up against Heath Riles, and Heath got you know he did the same thing. Yeah. We we're supposed to submit these it picks. It was like and a recipes. hot dog off. Yeah, it's a hot dog judge, and I guess they're going to put it on their.
1: I'm pulling it up safe for everyone. Social
0: media this weekend, Instagram, you're going to be able to vote on which one you think's the best. So y'all go vote for my hot dog no matter if you're liking it or not. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you right now, I did what I called a barbecue nacho dog. So I took this giant quarter pound Nathan's hot dogs. I found it super low. I'd never seen them before. They're like $10 for a pack of hot dogs. But they are <laughs> monsters. I mean, they're good too. All beef. I mean, good hot dogs. It's gotta be the one Sam's or Costco's selling, right? You know yeah, the ones they it sell for dollars. Like yeah. They're so good. It's a good hot dog. But I so fired up the grill. Royal oak. Royal oak. Got the hot dogs on there and I kind of set it up two zone. And I didn't just put the hot dog right over and grill the dog. I moved it over to the slow <laughs> zone indirect and then let it go, I don't know, five, seven minutes, something like that. And then I brushed it with sauce, um, and then covered it with some barbecue rub, and I just kind of let it come up temp. And I honestly, temp these hot dogs, I took them to 165. <laughs> believe it or not, it took about 12 minutes. I was serious, even though it was just a picture. I was serious what I was doing. So you I had this glazed and seasoned up beautiful hot dog. No, I never temp hot dogs. I never. <laughs> I don't really ever cook these big monsters either, though. You know, most time I just put them on there and burn them a little bit. Yeah, feed them all to a kid. <laughs> I was get. I was cooking this hot dog though, and so. The premise was barbecue nachos, one of my favorite treats going to the ballpark. Hot dogs, a ballpark food. I'm wow. combining them, barbecue nacho dog. So I got me a good, was it a bunny sausage roll, bunny yes. brand bread? that's our Soup. new favorite. Oh, they were soft. They're perfect. Hot dogs on there, but it It's sticks. not a
1: hot dog bun. It's
0: no, a it's brat a, bun. Yeah, it's a brat bun. Brought sausage or something. Yeah, yeah. But the hot dog, these big hot dogs stick off the edge just a little bit. This looks like something you'd see on a TV commercial. <laughs> <laughs> and then I covered it with nacho cheese. The hot dog, not smothered, just kind of drizzled it. Yeah. And then we had some, we cooked a whole hog last week. So I had some that pulled over uh, pulled hog meat in the refrigerator. So we just warmed it up and then put it on top of the cheese, drizzled it with more barbecue sauce, put some with jalapenos on there and some uh, pico just for some... Garnished it up, and man, it was a good hot dog.
1: We served it with um, tortilla chips, tortilla and, chips and, and nacho also, cheese chip. Yeah, yep. That was yeah, a barbecue nacho dog.
0: So if, if Roy so doesn't release those photos this weekend, Chell will put them out there.
1: <laughs> it was so good.
0: But that's a barbecue nacho dog.
1: It's like combining my, I love your idea. It's like combining two of my favorite little Yeah, three. yeah. <laughs> So I
0: went Memorial back Day. and bought another pack of those dollars hot dogs <laughs> and I'm cooking them for Memorial Day. Real quick. Memorial Day is a good hot dog holiday, oh, it's right? A perfect hot There's going to be some holiday. kids, I'm sure, in the pool and stuff.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm going to do brats and I've got some uh, country pleasing sausage mm-hmm. in there and some ribeye steaks and probably baked potato one night. We'll probably make some homemade ice cream. You said something about making some homemade strawberry ice cream for me. keep bringing that up. I'm not going to let that go. <laughs> and then, I don't know, maybe some... Uh, Buffalo chicken dip. Maybe. Maybe. Um, It's going to be a good weekend. You know, weather's hopefully be nice. It's supposed to chance a storm each day, but hopefully it'll blow.
1: It'll be warm.
0: Um, It'll be warm. We'll figure it out. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Talking about the hog. Hog video coming out.
1: Yes. So we cooked that hog. It took forever. It was a 24 hour. We did.
0: I did some long cooking last week. Yes. I felt like that's all I did. I hadn't done a delicious dinner. Um, but I'm going to do a couple of those this week, I think. So, but uh, yeah, the hog took t- 24 hours. It was a while. We cooked it low and slow. It was on the uh, my, on my old hickory ELX pit, running was, style racing hog. Beautiful. Jamie beautiful. Jamie Marshbaum named him <laughs> Mister Crispy Bacon, and he was crispy. He was. It was delicious, and I gave that ho- I gave. We gave that hog meat away, and everybody that we gave it to said it was phenomenal. And I, we didn't, I mean, that style of hog, you can't do a whole lot to it because yeah. it's mainly about the appearance and the skin and cooking it up right. But the meat was so tender. And I got to give a shout-out to my there. man TK at Raymond's Meat Market. Yes. For hooking us up with that one. Hey, wait a minute. That reminded me. Do I have Barbecue Central? No. It'll be another week. Yeah. Second, weeks. first
1: Tuesday. Um, I'm going to
0: have to do that from uh, – Orange Beach. From Orange Beach, because I'm gonna be down there. I'm gonna be gone next week. Fishing. We catch her next. Yeah.
1: Um, the hog. Take computer. I was thinking, uh, that's the best hog you've ever cooked.
0: Uh, I don't know about the best hog ever cooked.
1: Well, I don't think I got to enjoy all the other hogs you've cooked because most time it's in contests (laughs) or classes or whatever. So
0: that's right. But it was. It was very good, and I can't wait to cook another one in my driveway. We couldn't be at Memphis and May, but at least we could put some smoke up for a long period. And I'm sure my neighbors hate me because it smelled so good. It had to, and it went on for 24 hours. Just they probably think they probably didn't know what to think. There, fat I'm, guys at it again. I'm He's got this sure. b- monster monstrosity of a smoker over here. I'm pretty sure they're used to it by this point. Right? So. but that was that was fun. And Mark and Jamie from Swine Life come out and helped me do that. Mm-hmm. So. Hopefully it's gonna be a good video. I mean, Shell got so much footage to it's over the course a of twenty four hours, it's gonna take a while to edit that one. So it'll probably be another week. So next week we'll probably do a, do Delicious. a dinner yeah. or two or something. We'll see. Um
1: Yeah.
0: And that's we we hey, we're in the process of getting a new uh mothership. That's what I'm gonna call it. Headquarters. Headquarters. The mothership. So, hopefully, we're going to be changing studios and doing a lot more cool stuff in the near future.
1: Yeah, we might have a place to do classes. Yes. We might have a retail location.
0: Who it's Things are looking up. <laughs> <laughs> but,
1: That's a conversation for another day. Yeah. It's not 100% official.
0: No, we have closed yet. But yeah. Hopefully, it's coming. Well, Shell, is there <laughs> anything else you'd like to add? Any other questions you got on your list that I didn't hit today?
1: No, you answered everything. Good, good, good. And you were a good sport about it. Yeah, I try to be. <laughs> Even though I could tell you're thinking about a pool, beer, and
0: hot dogs. <laughs> I'm thinking about the big quarter pound hot dogs. <laughs> what can I do? I need to make a gringo dog. That'd be a good one.
1: Oh, do you want to talk about your Big Mom burger?
0: No, no I'm going to let that be a surprise. Okay, I okay. I, made, I, I did a jerk burger last night. It was... Unbelievable! It was like first time. I was like, I was doing some R and D. Shell took Michael to baseball practice, and I did a little R and D on a burger. and Man, it turned out good. It was, it was really good. I it mean, was, drop that little hint that we got a good recipe coming. It'll, it'll probably come when I come back from fishing.
1: It was excellent. It was delicious.
0: So no,
1: Shell. no changes needed whatsoever. Sometimes you'll be, I'll be like, eh, you need a little tweak here, or this you need a little crunch or you know, I give my feedback. I. Nailed it! Nailed it <laughs> in a good way.
0: <laughs> well, Shell. Well, where can everybody find us if they don't know?
1: If you'd like to connect with Malcolm, it's How To BBQ Right on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and of course YouTube. If you'd like to connect with me, it's Miss Southern Shell on Instagram. Happy Memorial Day!
0: Appreciate y'all hanging out with us this week, and we will be back next week to do it again.